3: to the Cricket Collective on Talksport 2 and after England lost the third test against India inside 2 days we'll discuss just what went wrong for Joe Root's men we'll also debate what is their best 11 for the fourth test and ask if this India team are just too good for them whoever they put on the field and we'll look ahead of course to Thursday's fourth test which you can hear live and exclusive here on Talksport 2 plenty to get stuck into you're listening to the Cricket Collective and this is TalkSport2. And alongside me for the next hour, as well as uh, contributions from uh, Akash Chopra and Gareth Batty and lots of uh, um, feedback from the England team uh, over in uh, in India, in Ahmedabad, alongside me is the one and only, the inimitable former England fast bowler and a critical member of the TalkSport2 commentary team, Steve Harmison. An awful lot has been said and written in the aftermath of uh, what was a bruising defeat and a record one in terms of how quickly it was over. A lot has been said and... uh and and a lot of emotion involved as well. We've had three days to reflect on it all now. Hami, what have you taken from from the feedback? I mean, hopefully some of the emotion has died down a little bit now. But <laughs> what, what what have you digested in the last three days?
4: Oh, good morning, manners. Yeah, good morning, everyone. I, it it was bizarre, to be honest. It was bizarre. Two days of what unfolded. Um, what I've taken away from it that I don't, but still. Still believe it was a, a poor test match, test match surface. Um, I still believe that England um, have got some young players who have got some technical deficiencies when it comes to their batting, no matter what surface they play on. And I also believe that whoever's connect, who's connected to the 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 BCCI in India, because of the, their comments on on the surface. I think we had one in our commentary box. There's been one in Australia and the whole of the Indian team. Apart from that, I think the rest of the world thought the surface wasn't good enough for Test Match cricket. So I think we can we can all have our opinions, our say it's where England go now, that's for me. It's not about what happened before. You know, we can digest whether the, the you know they paid the right team, had the right personnel out there, whether the, the surface was good enough or simply India were better suited or well, just played better on the, on the surface that was prepared. But it's where England go now. They're 2-1 down in a series in a winter where they've won three, lost two so far in five test matches. If they win another test match, they'll come away with a 2-0 draw, and that will be a monumental achievement for this young side um, in their development going forward, especially when you talk about how good this India side is. So I think it's about looking forward and not looking back.
3: Yeah, I suppose. Um, except when it comes to to learning, there were a couple yeah. of articles written that I found fascinating. One by um, the the, I think brilliant and he's sports or oh, cricket writer of the year for six of the last seven years, former England captain Michael Atherton in the Absolutely. Times. That was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, mm. it was without getting too technical. He was saying, if you bemoan. England, uh, the Test Cricket's lost weekend, and there were lots of people who were hoping to (laughs) park themselves on the couch and watch some of the cricket uh, before the football came on. Um, He said, blame technology, blame the third umpire, uh, the DRS review system. And I remember really really clearly being coached as a young lad Harmy and my coach saying use your pad as a second line of defense mm. and in fact use it as a first line of defense at times and the there's, diff- there's a big difference between under 10s and playing yeah. <laughs> playing test cricket but but the, the, that's i mean there's also the ball we've got to talk about the ball we'll reflect on the pink ball and how it sort of skidded on um and but uh, but as far as DRS is concerned, even the bowlers, Akshar Patel admitted that uh, he kept getting LBWs because of the DRS and it was skidded on. And we, we, there are so many numbers to, to talk about. 28 out of 30 wickets fell to the spinners, but 21 out of the 28 fell to
4: balls that didn't spin. Yeah, and that that's that's the... Sometimes that is the hardest part about when you're batted in the subcontinent is the ones the ones that don't spin. And I think the ones that, the the best players that play um, and are well suited out in uh, in Asia, especially the players from there, are the ones that play for the turning ball and don't, uh, play for the, the straight ball, and play straight and play with a, a good defensive technique, and work to the terminology that if it spins big, well then I, as long as I'm as long as I'm playing sort of my back close in in my body shape, then I'm not going to hit it. Yeah, you know, it's going to take a good. It's going to take a good ball, or a little bit of bit of bit of unlucky. That if it just spits and clips the outside edge, or clips the glove, or anything like that. If I'm playing the straight ball well, and it turns a little bit, I can still cover the the the, the spin. Um, and I think that was England's problem. I think that was England's biggest problem, where you watch somewhere like and, and, and he looked comfortable, Joe Root. Played it a little bit more side on. Played the ball as the ball spun. Played it. Played it well. Virat Kohli plays that way, but a lot of a lot of England players and some of India's players play more straight on. The actual eyes straight down. Both shoulders coming towards the ball, um, and that's where they get done by the one that turns because then when the one that doesn't turn, it goes straight on. They're technically they're in the wrong position. So, and I think give some credit to the bowlers as well because I mm. think a lot of a lot of Axar and and Ashwin and even joe when joe bowled you know it was over and round the wicket basically having a look at where the batsman was sort of backlift was coming from as their bat was coming down what sort of plane it was on and then trying to exploit that from over and round the wicket whether it was tight into the stumps or a little bit wider on the crease so fair you know fair play to bowlers as well it wasn't just a case of right i, I land this and i've got a great chance of getting a wicket you know, there was some, uh, there was some, you know, well thought processes going out there, and the, they executed their plans very, very well.
3: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think that people who say that Joe Root took five for eight, and that's all the evidence you need to uh, to, to condemn the pitch as unfit and unsuitable, I think that's a complete and total distraction. Definitely. I mean, he bowled a couple of really, really good deliveries, and then he got. 9, 10, 11, who were all having a swipe. I think that was completely r- ridiculous. And people who were expecting match referee Javagal Srinath to report the pitch as being poor, and uh, there's more chance of snow-stopping play exactly. in uh, Ahmedabad. Um, <laughs> exactly. but, but as far as the pitch is concerned, uh, Harmi, let's just hear what R. Ashwin, who's taken 26 wickets in three test matches so far, let's just remind ourselves about what he said about the pitch.
5: The bowler was in the game. The batsman needs to bat well to get runs. There is absolutely no question about it. What makes a good surface? Who defines this? Seam on the first day, then bat well, then spin on the last two days. Come on, who makes all these rules? It, we need to get over it and not talk about whatever picture we want to paint. And if you're asking whether it's a good test surface, I don't see any of the team, any of the players come in coming in from England having an issue with the surface. They want to improve. They look like they want to have to have a contest. Is it the players and the people who are reporting back that want their players to not compete and compel, complain about the pitches? because we've never done that at any of the tours.
3: I love that. I just love that. I can. I. I he's deliciously bristly. I mean, <laughs> he was. He was really uh, spoiling for a fight. Um. And maybe that's a bit going a bit hard. But I. I really sympathise, or at least I empathise, with the the kind of frustration that um, he is obviously feeling about all the talk about the pitch. I mean, it wasn't dangerous. That's the major criteria for an unfit pitch. Is it dangerous? And as I said at the time, or after the test match. How many times on commentary did we say, oh, there's nothing he can do about that? That was unplayable. And how many times did we say, oh, that's almost hit him on the head off a length? Mm. I mean, it wasn't dangerous. It was good bowling. The the pitch was spinning. And I've got a lot of sympathy because I think, you know, Akshar Patel in his second test match has taken 11 wickets, has bowled absolutely brilliantly. And as far as I'm concerned, too many people uh, were talking about the pitch afterwards.
4: Yeah, I think that was... But I, I think there's... There's a few things in that, though, Manners. I think the one thing I will say, whether whether people say the pitch wasn't dangerous or it's the same for both sides, them sort of arguments, I think they're relevant. I just think when you look at a surface, and when you see what's happening on that surface, on day one, is that a fair enough contest between bat and ball? I'd argue no. And I'm I fully I fully get the the argument. Well, you come over and you see the pitches in New Zealand, green seamers. Um, and you see them in England, green seamers. Sometimes you can't, you can't, can't control what's happening overhead and making the ball swing. You can control the surface, and I think they're wrong as well. I really do. I think the contest between bat and ball, and the pitch deteriorates over the course of five days. And there's a lot of people say, well, nah, it's not fit for five day cricket. Five days is only really a lot of time for you to get a result. It doesn't matter whether it finishes in one day, two days, three days, four days, or five days. But I just don't believe that that surface was fit at the start for test match cricket. And the reason why I've climbed into it a little bit more was off the back of the week before or the the test match before. Because I think that surface wasn't, I didn't think the second test match pitch was up to standard. But I would give the second test match pitch a little bit of leeway because of... Back-to-back Test matches, COVID world, having to play another Test match four days later on the same venue, especially with the hot and the the, the conditions in out in India, I can understand that. If this Test match, if the third Test match surface was actually the fourth Test match in Ahmedabad, I'd give it a little bit of leeway because of the, the groundsman probably hasn't had enough time to prepare the pitch. I'm really, really intrigued to see what he's going to prepare for this fourth Test match pitch because if it is, if it is gonna gonna spin like what it's what it does before then I, I'm, I'm not sure that that's fair but that's my honest opinion um other people have 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 had theirs kevin peterson for one and you know Ashwin's I had his say, and he was looking for a fight fair enough rightly so but i just don't believe we are we are we're looking at, we've got a, a wonderful brand here of test match cricket and we we to try and get people to watch and the audience that we're looking for, I'm not sure that was that was the right sort of surface for me. Okay,
3: well, I, I'd compare it to a heavyweight boxing bout that's scheduled to go 15 rounds, and, you know, and people pay a lot of money. Cable TV pay, companies, broadcasters pay millions of dollars, and it's a 15-round bout, and then uh, the champion lands a right hook after a minute and a half, and mm. it's all over. Um, so five days is not how long a Ex- test match should last. Exactly. The, act- the other thing I would say, Harmi, is that the intensity of the entertainment that we saw in five sessions, and I, I'm just... I know that I'm playing devil's advocate, but people say, like, we're trying to attract people to test cricket. And if I was to pick ten kids to and try and get them interested in test cricket, if I was to give them a, a day of Chiteshwa Pujara and a Jinkie Rahani, scoring at 2.8 runs and over and batting through uh, 90 overs, or... Any given 20 minutes of last week, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I seriously. Actually, we'll come back to that point because um, I just want to hear from Chris Silverwood. We need to hear uh, the the England head coach talking about the learning that the young and inexperienced players will take away from this bruising experience.
1: You look at the guys that we've got in there, your your Popes, your Crawleys, your Sibleys, all these guys that are coming through this experience, as tough as it is at the moment, will hopefully galvanise them. Uh, and when they do get on you know, flat surfaces, better surfaces, we'll make them even more hungry and desperate to make sure they get the runs on those surfaces. So, you know, I mean, when we travel to other countries, such as Australia, hopefully if they get themselves in, they'll get greedy and go big. And that's when it comes back into our game plan, uh, of, you know I mean, making big individual scores, big first inning scores, which, you know I mean, until recently we've been very good at, and creating big partnerships. And hopefully this, this experience will just harden them towards that. And make them potentially just appreciate the flatter wickets a little bit more, and, and, and make them more greedy for it. But equally, you know, I mean, it's hopefully they, they do take a lot from it, and they can next time they come on a come onto a surface or experience a situation like this, it won't be as much of a shock to them. And hopefully, they will have had a think about how they use their skills to combat what's in front of them. So, as like I said, as tough as it is, as painful as it is as it is at this moment, hopefully we can take some good lessons. So I think you know, I think you've really good point make you know, that
3: he doesn't sound like a a, an upset and uh, emotionally imbalanced man to me he sounds completely rational and uh, in control of his emotions he speaks very sensibly there was and i i say all that because there was a report that he was considering lodging an official complaint with the icc and i thought i don't think so i don't think that's i don't think he's going to be doing that he knew what to expect
4: yeah he did and and uh, look chris silverwood joe root the, the they spoke very well over the course of the last um, well the last sort of five or six weeks out in the subcontinent i think they're doing a wonderful job when it comes to the media and the team i think it'll get better whether whether whatever team the pick, the pool of players are getting bigger and more experienced. I think it only bodes well for English English cricket. Like I said before, three test matches won, two test matches lost. If they can win this test match and come away with a two-old draw, it's a monumental achievement um, for this for this side in their development going forward. Um, in here you, know, you can talk about what Steve armisen has got to say, Kevin Peterson and other people have said about the pitch. There's only one team complained about surfaces so far in this in this test series, and that was India in the first test match. Mm. They weren't happy about the first test pitch. England haven't complained. The, their media and the people that played the game have not been very happy about the surface. But I, I haven't heard too many of the England players yeah. really come out and, and say that. So, yeah, look, it, it's a like I said before, it's about what happens in the full test match because you can't control what you, what, what's just happened in the third or the okay. second or the first. Beats him straight away. Folks thinks he's got him.
2: Root wow. thinks
3: he's got him. And the finger's gone up. Root again. And he bowled him. Washington Sundar is beaten by a beauty. Joe Root is the man this morning. Down comes Aksha, drives. He's caught at short extra cover. Oh, Joe Root, what are you doing? Here's Root. Oh, top edge sweep. It's gone up into the air. Does Joe Root have a fourth wicket? Underneath it is Zach Crowley who takes the catch. Root to Jasprit Bumrah gets across. He stuffs it, it's hit him on the back leg and the finger has gone up. Umpire Chowdhury says that's it. Joe Root has picked up his fifth wicket. Five for eight. Joe Root, six point two overs, three maidens, five for eight. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on Talksport 2 as we look back on last week's third test between India and England and look ahead to what we're expecting from this week's fourth and final test from Ahmedabad. As you heard there, Joe Root starred with the ball for England, things you thought you'd never say in your cricket broadcasting career, recording the best ever or the most economical five-wicket haul figures by an England off-spinner as 28 of the 30 wickets in that third test fell to spin. Well, actually... 28 of the 30 wickets fell to slow bowling because only 21 um, of, uh, or only 7 of the 28 uh, balls actually spun. Uh, 21 of them were straight honours. But as we said in the first part, Steve Harmison, um, I I just think that, you know, people say, well, if Joe Root took five for eight, it's obviously a cabbage patch. And I just don't think it's, I think it's a distraction.
4: I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, a derogatory comment towards Joe Root's bowling first and foremost. I thought he bowled very, very well. He, the one thing about Joe, he's very, very smart. You see him bowling Twenty Twenty or, or One Day Cricket. He's but he very, takes very, it smart.
3: really seriously he as does. well. He works hard. He, I, every single time I've seen him practice, he he practices his bowling.
4: And he works on angles. That's the thing for me. It'd be interesting to hear what Gareth Batty's comment is on on Joe and how he, his angles work because Joe does over and round the wicket. He thinks he's a batsman. That's that's the beauty about it. When he bowls spin. He thinks about what the batsman's technique is. If there's any flaws in the technique, where the bat's coming down from, where the batsman's going to score from, and he tries to bowl in angles accordingly to, to to sort of counterbalance that. And I thought that's what he did very very well on uh, during the second Test match. And, Look, we we only talk, we we only talk Joe Root's bowling down because of he's now nav- he averages nearly fifty with the bat and everybody expects him as a, as a batsman. Joe Root is not a bad off spin bowler, and you can see talk about whether this the, what the pitch is going to be like for Test match in our bad if it's going to be a big ridge and turner. Do England play three spinners? But they don't really need three spinners. You know, three spinners for me is a waste of time because you know, you can only bowl two at one time. So you've got to frontline line spin bowlers use them and you've got joe was enabled back up as a third so for me um he balances that that spin bowl and third option out uh, very very well
3: it's, cricket statistics can be manipulated, as we know, Harmie, and you can usually yeah. find some evidence, uh, or at least twist some some numbers to find some evidence to back up whatever point you like to make. And you know, it's interesting. Um, I always, I've always thought, for tail end batsmen, for example, they say, "Oh well, he averages eight; he obviously can't bat." But but if that was uh, actually when a partnership was desperately needed, and that and then a number ten went in, how many? What's his average then? When it actually mattered, it mm. really when runs really mattered, and and similarly with a bowler like Joe Root, how many times has he just come on to bowl three or four meaningless overs, and you know the, the game's drifting, or and how many times has he come on when a wicket's really been needed in a serious, critical stage of the Test match? Because I think that you would find that his average is slightly it actually went from forty seven to forty with that five for eight. But do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. uh, average. He's I think that we could find evidence to prove that he is a better bowler than than many people take him. Uh, that many people regard him as.
4: Absolutely, and I think you know he, he more often than not. He only bowls when there's nothing either nothing happening in the game or somebody's going well or like you say a, a little, you know, a little, a little bit before a break in play. And it was probably like that on um, during the second day because it was well, our seamers are pretty much redundant. We haven't got another spinner, so. Right, I'll have a bowl, and it was—it wasn't a case of this was the grand plan. We're gonna put, we're gonna get Joe Root to be our second spinner, you know. This, yeah, you know, England's plan was to play a seam attack, go hard. Hopefully, the ball will start moving around, especially under lights. But then it was well, it's a little bit of an afterthought. But Joe, you're gonna as a captain, you're gonna have to bowl yourself because this is turning. This is you know we haven't got a second spinner. You're our you're our second spinner, so you have to have a go. So, look. I, I think he can I think the kid can bowl I've always thought your kid can bowl um, and like I said it's going to be interesting to see not only the surface but the balance of England's uh, England's bowling attack on Thursday morning when the when the toss is made because they've got to play a dumb best I don't think they can make that mistake again um, and with Joe Ruto, you know, in the team as well obviously as captain and, and premier batsman they've got three three very very good spin options we're struggling to get hold of
3: Gareth Baddy at the moment, um, Harmy. Unfortunately, I think he's deep into uh, pre-season training.
4: Is he not Oval. making his way over to Ahmedabad? <laughs> Seeing a surface like that, I'm sure there's uh, quite a few players who are uh, near bowlers or near near the end of their career, thinking, "Just give me one more chance."
3: I tell you what, though, as a, apart from the batsmen, there is one man who is brilliantly placed to uh, tell us how useful Joe Root is, and that, of course, is keeper Ben folks.
1: I think his, his bowling can be suited very well to these, these style of wickets, just purely the amount of turn and skid that is on offer. Um, the way he bowls, he does both of those things. And he, he's quite hard to line up as well. So he, he can be a, quite a challenge for a batter, um, especially if you, can, if you can spin it square as well as skid it onto the shin, then it's obviously a tricky game
3: for a batter yeah and he did skid a few on but he also turned a few um so that's interesting um you don't think that joe root is a viable option as a second spinner then i mean I, I completely understand that so you you would still go with him as a as a third spinning option after you would play jack leach and don bess in the fourth test
4: yeah i think so i think i look we've got to be careful on how we treat this young kid don bess because there's a lot of talk about hey, is he good enough you know are we playing him because we haven't got any any other options he's got he's 17 wickets at 22, 22 this, yeah. this winter so <laughs> i think you can you can overplay you know the, sometimes in the the full tosses that he's bowled there'll be a lot of nervousness in side jam Dompes. bess you know just just that nervousness just Holds, just holds on to the ball a fraction longer. That means you either you either drag it down or you, you you bowl that little bit fuller. So I think some very, very good psychology, some good arm around the shoulder, some pumping the tyres up of Don Bess, telling him he's got 17 wickets at 22. If you do bowl a full toss, look, no damage. Just get back on to try and land and, and get consistently better. This kid is not the finished article. He's a young man who's forcing his way in the international game. I think they have to play him. You have to play him. You can't rely on Joe Root. Because if you're going to bowl Joe Root twenty-five overs in a test match, you're going to take something away from his baton. It's exactly the same as Ben Stokes. So for me, you back the kid if you want to play two spinner two spinners. Like you did in the in the in the third test match. You backed your selection. We we have got the selection that the pink ball is going to swing. It's going to do a bit. We're playing an extra seamer. We're going all in like that. This time it's going to spin. Because it's a dear game, because the ball has changed, we need two spinners. Jack, you're our man. Dom, you're our man. We've got Joe Ruggier's backup. And that, for me, is as simple as that.
3: I love that thinking because, uh, you know, I just think Joe Root would have... uh, Maybe Joe Root and Chris Silwood and the the senior, the Brains Trust, might have thought, you've got 17 wickets at 22, but you're still bowling too many bad balls and you could... Uh, you know, it could all go horribly wrong, and and you could be going for for five, six, and over when we're trying to control the test match. But, but
4: Joe Root's got himself now, as you say, he's he's his own safety net. He can help. That can help Tom Bess in so many ways because Tom Best can relax a little bit. It's not as much pressure on him. He's got there is another option out there. It's like it's like having three top quality seamers. You know that if one of them has a little bit of an off off spell, you can whip them off after three overs. Look, don't worry no damage, Mm -hmm. go stand at mid-off or mid-on a backward point, give the team some energy, four or five overs of Joe, we'll have you back on. You know, just try and get your head around what's happening. Try and relax, get the hand loose and go back again. That's what you do with seamers. And there's no reason you can not do that with spinners.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're listening to The Cricket Collective here on TalkSport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. Next up after the break, we'll discuss the latest from the Indian camp. As well as crossing live uh, to Mumbai to speak with the former Indian batsman and uh, contributor to our commentary team, Akash Chopra.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Truly, the best place to be a cricket fan.
3: Here's Axar Patel oh, bowling.
4: Oh dear, me. he's bolded. All the gear and no idea. Sure oh
3: dear, that's out. Here's Ashwin again. Ah. Stokes comes forward, struck on the pad, massive appeal for leg before, up goes the finger. Here is Chad uh, again, <laughs> another appeal for leg before, wicked, up goes the finger. Joe root been given again. The him. Oh. That was a crackerjack delivery. Never mind, that's gone. Anderson goes for the reverse sweep, and he's been given out. England's second innings is over. They've been dismissed for 81 You're listening to the Cricket Collective here on TalkSport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and Double Ashes winner, Steve Harmison. If you missed any of the show or you wish to catch up, you can download the podcast from the following on feed, now available on the free TalkSport app. But it's time now to discuss the Indian perspective after they went 2-1 up in the series. But first, let's hear more from uh, their great all-rounder, R. Ashwin, who was delightfully prickly in his uh, post-match interview opportunity, and he says, understandably, that everybody needs to move on from talking about the pitch.
5: Everybody is entitled to their opinion and I, I'm not here to say your opinion is wrong or your opinion is right. Uh, but the fact remains that the talk around the surface is just getting, it is just getting out of hands. yeah. Because why would you talk about surface and sell that to us time in and time out? Has there been any instance where the surface has been spoken about when, when any other place, any other country we played games in? It is i don't know if you if you, i somehow we find it very very funny that when they speak about the first surface it immediately gets quoted all over in our press and that is the issue here because uh, there have been instances where we went to new zealand both tests got over in, within 5 days a total of 5 days for two test matches and now nobody quoted it none of and there is there was there is a video that's doing the rounds where virat in south africa is saying i am not here to talk about the pitch and i am not comforting my boys with regards to that and That is how we've been taught to play cricket. And uh, I don't know why we indulge such thoughts and you know promote such thoughts. And that's why I say let them sell it. Buying is always our choice.
3: I love it. I absolutely love it. And I i tell you what, I've downloaded that entire press conference and I've kept it because uh, it's going to bring a smile to my face for years. And I think that it will be used for years and years to come as well. He spoke so well. And as I said, I just found it, uh, I found his, his prickliness absolutely understandable justifiable um and i don't know whether he'd be offended if i said uh, amusing as well but i mean he just spoke so well eloquently and he made a whole bunch of really good points akash
6: chopra do you agree yes uh, he's made some points of course uh, and i think he started by saying that everybody's entitled to their own opinion uh, so you i and uh, harvey everyone uh, can have our opinion And uh, that's the beauty of this sport, isn't it? Uh, That there should be opinions, there should be chatter. If there is no discussion, there is no opinion, uh, then there is no sport in my opinion. So uh, Ravi Chandranashan is absolutely entitled to what he's saying. Uh, uh, You may think differently, Harmi may have a different opinion, I may actually stand uh, at a different vantage point. Uh, But that's the beauty of the sport, isn't it?
3: Well, yes, I happen to think he was he was right, though. <laughs> I think, I mean, it, it's very gracious of him to say that everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I think R. Ashwin's opinion was, was right um, this time. I don't suppose he's always been right. I mean, he does tend to be a deep thinker and perhaps even an overthinker. But um, there was just, I think, too much emotion involved. You know, people were saying, like, well, is Javagos Srinath going to report the pitch being poor? It wasn't poor. Okay, it didn't provide a, a people's ideal fair contest between bat and ball. But it wasn't poor. It wasn't dangerous. How many times did we say on commentary, that's unplayable? He just, there was nothing he could do about that. Uh,
6: well, it's not dangerous. Yes, uh, absolutely. So definition of a dangerous pitch is where... Uh a player's safety is uh, in doubt; uh, it is in danger, and of course, that wasn't the case, and that's unlikely to be, to be the case uh, on uh, a lot of these dust bowls uh, or other turning pitches. This wasn't a dust bowl, uh, by the way. I felt that the pitch in Chennai actually did a lot more. Uh, this pitch did a little less. It's just that there were other factors involved that made uh, uh, batting uh, a little difficult. But uh, but see where where we are come, all coming from is that uh, in the history of what. 2,400 plus test matches. There are only 22 test matches that have ended in uh, uh, less than two days. Uh, and this must also be said that uh, England hosted nine of those. Uh, India has hosted two of those. Uh, this was only the second test match in India's uh, illustrious test cricket history at home, uh, where uh, a test match is actually ended in two days. Uh, the other one was against Afghanistan on a, an absolutely proper pitch. I was covering that game as well. That was uh, that was just the first test match for Afghanistan. Big state fright and all of that and then just India steamrolled them. But uh, uh, we can all understand. See, the fact is, uh, we can all understand why this discussion, because 22 out of 2,412 uh, is a very, very small number. And uh, pitch did contribute to it. Uh, But yes, as you rightly said, it wasn't dangerous. It did test the batsman's technique. And uh, my other opinion is that the more challenging surface that you provide at this uh, time in this day and age, uh, the faster the test matches are going to get over, because the art of batting is, uh, in, in long form cricket uh, is is not really right up there. It is a diminishing art. Uh, some people are very good at it, and uh, a lot of them are not. So this is how it is going to turn out if and when there is a pitch that is challenging the batsman's scale.
4: Yeah, I'd agree with that, Akash. I agree with the 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 techniques of the batsman I think is is defensively as well as is, is dwindling just as quick as is, is anything else in the game because of yes, DRS is one thing, but actually being able to defend and block a ball is is something that seems to be going amiss from the game of cricket. And I think that was highlighted in the a bit. Life is about opinions. I didn't think the pitch was, was good enough for test match cricket. But Akash, what did you make of the pink ball? would you make of the ball actually in this contest and is it something that going forward you think has got future especially in india
6: uh well it will be debated uh, so hamid there were a couple of uh, things firstly this is only the second test match uh, with the pink ball in india uh, there aren't a lot of games that have uh, played in that have been played with this ball uh, this uh, surface was a little quicker uh, it is also red in nature uh, so when you're um, preparing a ball for a particular contest you also bear in mind that uh, you know if, if it fades a little too quickly then it will it will not be visible uh, the the chairs the seating in the stadium is also was also orangeish uh, so what i have been uh, informed uh, is that uh, there was there was an extra effort to to make it pinker uh, like like a deeper shade of pink which really meant that uh, three lacquers of uh, three extra lacquers uh, like coating of lacquer, uh, which was, which is perhaps only one in uh, red ball. There were three of these. Uh, therefore, uh, just to increase the visibility, it ended up uh, becoming far more difficult for the batsman because the ball was skidding on a bit too much. And that's where 21 out of 30 wickets uh, uh, fell to a straight ball. It's not that people have stopped playing or knowing how to play the straight ball. It's just that uh, it was coming in too quick. DRS comes into the picture, like you mentioned. Some balls turned, most didn't. And um, it was almost like a catastrophe. But uh, going forward with this ball, I think it's uh, it's work in progress, Sami. We will have to uh, play a few more games, uh, play first-class cricket as well. Uh, of course, times are different. We didn't have a first-class uh, uh, first-class uh, circuit this year. There are no four-day games. Ranji Trophy for the first time in God knows how many years uh, has been abandoned. Uh, so we need to use this ball a little more, a lot more. And, and then choose your venues very judiciously. Because the other problem that I saw and uh, that just uh, uh, befuddles us is that third session, the session under lies, actually the ball didn't do much. Uh, whether it was the first day evening, second day evening, uh, because the ball gets so wet and, and then then stops doing anything for faster bowlers, for spinners. And and then when you think that the game got over in four and a half sessions, you think that, uh, oh, my God, uh, it's it's been quite uh, dramatic. Uh, it shouldn't have happened uh, this way around.
3: Yeah, it's um it it's a good line, isn't it? It's, um quickest test match since World War Two. Um but I can understand Ashwin's prickliness because I think that uh, it, it's a distraction from how well Akshar Patel bowled. Um, he read conditions magnificently. I mean, he's he's a very very good bowler. He wasn't, you know, he, he averages twenty seven in first class cricket. But the way he was skidding the ball on and changing his pace and his quicker balls, and he he knew he could see clearly that the ball was uh, was skidding on. It was more like it was like a toffee apple with all that lacquer on it, wasn't it? It was like the just to try and protect the the, the pink colour, um, and and so it was such a quick test match. In my well, it's a question, I suppose. Um, as much because the batsmen on both teams batted poorly and were unable to adjust against a bowler in just his second test match. He was in the absolute
6: prime of his game. Uh, agree, agree, wholeheartedly. Uh, on a different surface, I think uh, players would have uh, batted against him in a very. A different fashion as well. Uh, this surface was as if uh, absolutely tailor-made for uh, his kind of bowling. Uh, the pace at which he bowled, the height at which he bowled, uh, the extra lacquer that we've been uh, mentioning. Uh, I'm just thinking, if I were a batsman, Neil, then uh, how would I score runs against Akshar Patel? Uh, so I will play him as someone who brings the ball back in, uh, not as a left arm spinner, somebody who just slides the ball in. So I'll protect my f- front leg. Uh, An odd ball might turn, take the outside edge. Okay, I'll take that chance. But what are my scoring options? If I go back, I'm dead. Uh, I can't step out because he's too fast. I can't sweep properly because he's once again too fast and the ball is skidding. Paddle sweep, you have a fielder there. Uh, So how do I score runs? Uh, So that becomes an issue. So I think uh, uh, Akshar, this pitch was absolutely perfect, uh, like uh, a picture-perfect kind of stuff for him. Uh, one, one question would also, uh, I think a lot of people are going to ask, and I think perhaps asking already, uh, is the fact that, uh, did fast bowlers have anything to do in this game? Uh, so that's another question. Did India actually score 350? So I think, you know, these, these things do happen quite a lot. When uh, one team gets bowled out for 45, 70, and 110, uh, the other team, which is the home team, like India did in Chennai, there was a lot of talk about the pitch as well. Uh, but India managed 320 in both innings, a century in one in first innings by Rohit, century in the second innings by Ashwin. And suddenly you saw, you know, one team can bat, the other can't. Uh, in this case, since India got bowled out for 145, uh, obviously the chatter is a lot, uh, lot more. Match got over in two days as well. Uh, but coming back to Akshar Patel, uh, see him, Ravindra Jadeja, these sort of bowlers, uh, Anil Kumble on a surface like this with a pink ball in his hand, oh, he'll be unplayable. Uh, so if you bowl at that pace from that, that height. Uh, your scoring options are are very limited and uh, uh, for how long can you actually survive without scoring? Uh,
4: to be fair, to be fair, Akash and Manners. I think Durham, Durham, Durham Cricket Club can take some credit for Axar Patel because brought him over last year or the year before to play some county cricket. And when you're a spin bowler in Durham, you can barely feel your fingers. So trying to turn the ball is mm. nigh on impossible. So you just try and bowl as fast and as flat as you can. So I'm sure Axar learnt a little bit from his his county stint in Durham. But Akash, what do you what do you make is going going forward? You know, Bumrah's out the squad. What sort of surface are we going to get second test match? in in um, the, the full test match with the second back-to-back in Ahmedabad and the makeup of, of the India side. Do you see them still sticking with three spinners?
6: Uh, yes, I think. Uh, but you're right, actually, Hami. I, after the second, uh, first day, second test, test uh, third test match or second test match, I remember talking to Akshar, actually. And he did mention Durham, by the way. He said, uh, you know, I bowled a lot of overs there and uh, I, I learned a lot uh, bowling in non-spin-friendly conditions as well. Uh, so, yes, he did mention uh, now Bumrah is not there, uh, not there for the personal reasons. Uh, you've got uh, Siraj and Umesh. Uh, uh, one of the two bowlers can be picked. It's not really going to make a difference because both have done reasonably well. Uh, you're looking at three spinners once again. The pitch, in my opinion, uh, with the red ball, uh, will we, we are in for at least a four-day test match. Uh, it may still go on the fifth day. One team should actually, India, I'm expecting India to bat a lot better. Uh, and uh, And then, of course, England as well. But India to have an to enjoy an upper hand, uh, uh, they might want to once again uh, just just it'll be a little bit toss up I think between uh, Kuldeep Yadam and Washington Sundar uh, because uh, uh, Washi didn't get to bowl at all in the previous game he didn't really get the runs either and uh, why would you want to like with Ashwin scoring runs Akshar can bat why do you want Washi for his batting at batting at number nine. I'd rather go with Kuldeep Yadav, who picked up a couple of wickets. I know it's not ideal. One, one, one play, one drop. Uh, It's not ideal on both of them, but uh, uh, I I would still go with Kuldeep Yadav because he will give me a wicket taking option. If the pitch is a little on the flatter side, uh, then you want a risk.
3: And finally, um, Akash, I think I'm just old enough to remember the days when teams would play an extra batsman when they, would, when they just needed a draw. Um, India just need a draw to reach the final of the World Test Championship, but, but the days of teams playing for a draw are long gone, correct?
6: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I will be, I'll be aghast. I'll be taken aback. I'll be in a shock if India actually went in now with the mindset of drawing a game. Uh, making or uh, rather uh, having the team composition to ensure a draw, so add another batsman. The only time uh, I would expect India to bat and like uh, add another batsman is when they feel that the game is going to get over too quickly. So uh, as it was the case, say in the third Test match, nobody uh, could foresee what is going to happen. Otherwise, that is the only time you want another batsman. Uh, other than that, uh, go with the idea of taking twenty wickets because uh, uh, the moment you start thinking negatively. Uh, you don't end up uh, drawing the game; you end up losing the game. So I will be—I'll be heartbroken if India is thinking like that.
3: Great to talk to you, Akash. Thanks so much for your time. We'll uh, talk to you again
6: on Thursday. Likewise, uh, friends, are looking forward to.
3: Akash, of course, will be part of our award-winning commentary team, who will bring you live and exclusive ball-by-ball commentary of the fourth Test between India and England here on Talksport Two, starting at 4 o'clock. Well, our coverage starts at 3.45 uh, this Thursday. Still to come, the final part of the show with me, Neil Manthorpe and Steve Harmison. We'll discuss what England need to do to bounce back in Ahmedabad. You're listening to The Cricket Collective on Talk Sport 2. Ruth again. Down the wicket goes Rohit Sharma swings it high and wide over mid-wicket for six runs and India have won this test match by 10 wickets.
4: we just got to keep looking to get better.
2: It's, it was a tough week, but it's a week that shouldn't define us as a team. You know, we've got some fine players in the dressing room.
4: Um, some young guys that will have to learn quite quickly. Uh, and um, we've got to bounce back strong in this last game.
3: You're listening to The Cricket Collective here on Talk Sport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. In the final part of the show, we'll talk about England's best 11 for the fourth and final test and ask... Just how big an achievement it would be if they can come back from India with a share of the series at 2-2. What can we expect from conditions? Well, the keeper Ben folks has absolutely no doubt.
1: We know what we're going to get. Um, I guess they're, they're pushing their conditions to their extremities and we know it's going to spin quite considerably from ball one. Um, so I think it's more just about trying trying to find a way to play
3: well in those conditions um and obviously understand that they're gonna be challenging but try and try and do a good job pushing conditions to the extremities i like that i like <laughs> that a lot
4: <laughs> it's, it's delightful he's trying very hard to be diplomatic
3: isn't he it's just lovely um harmy i i'm slightly befuddled about what england's options are i mean uh, you know in these days of of Covid pandemic squads of of twenty players. I mean, are, are there any other spin options? I mean, and and then having speculated about whether we'd ever see um, Broad and Anderson play again together, are we are we are we going to go from that scenario to a test match in which neither of them
4: plays? Yeah, possibly we could be going with a test match where neither of them plays. I think the other options we have to tell everybody that, that's uh, out there. They've got a young <laughs> leg spinner in, in Mason Crane from Hampshire. Um, which I think would be a big ask. I think he's played one test match. you have got young Verdi from from Surrey, an off-spinner, who is a, a very, very fine prospect. Both of them fine prospects. I like the look of Mason Crane. I think the kid can play. Uh, young, I think young Parkinson's out there as well. Um, leg, leg spinner from, from Lancashire. I'm not sure if he's come home or not. But they're the other options other than Bess and Leach. Well, you've got, and having Root, I think you don't need a, another option. I think you've got, Two frontline bowlers who you'd want to hang your hat on and bowl all the time. Roots there as a backup. So for me, there that's the way I, that's the way I'd go. You've got Stokes as your all-rounder. Then you've got to pick two seamers. And I think the two seamers that you pick for me, especially on this surface, if it's going to be very 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 slow, it is going to be a turner. Um, I think then you have to try and take the pitch out of the equation. And if you do that, Anderson's brilliant at using his angles and 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 like moving the ball laterally. But I, I personally, I'd like to see England go all guns blazing, go with a bit of Pierce and go two from Archer, Wood and Stone. Um, and I'd probably punt for me two more experience, even though I think Ollie Stone did brilliantly when he came in. I'd potentially go with Wood and Archer and say, right, I've got two fast bowlers. An all-rounder and and two frontline spinners, and we're not going to be worried from a scene point of view, whether it's we're going to try and get try and get wickets. We need to win the Test match. This is the problem. England need to win the Test match, so it could be it it could be the first time in a while that we're not going to see a Broad-Anderson and in the same same England side.
3: When you said take the pitch out of the equation, I was picturing Don Best bowling full yeah. tosses.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I mean, trying to sort of you know the the, the pace of of one forty between 145 and 150. And and
3: what and what about those people who say "harmy, harmy, we not learnt the lesson. We picked four seamers in the last test and look what happened there." I mean, you now you're saying go for two two out and out quick men.
4: Yeah, well I I just think in, on this surface if you look at who has been who has you know the 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 where that's been that they've been effective and that's the 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 slow bowlers there's nothing really been for anything, you know, Pierce-wise, Anderson bowled well in the, in the first one up in Chennai. But I look at, you've got to try and get the big players out for me. And the way Archer got and set, set the ball rolling, he got Robert Sharma out in that test match as well. I, I, I just think Pierce through the air, mm. <clears throat> potentially reverse swing could come into it. And this is doing Jimmy no service at all because he's got 600 test wickets and Jimmy will throw this back at my face by saying, you know, look, I can I can move the ball laterally, not a problem from angles. I, I, I get that and I, and I do and I, and, I, and it pains me to see it, but I just think from a Piers point of view, we need to win. Um, forget sitting in. I I think we need to take wickets on this sort of surface, especially if it's going to be a turner, and we think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, I need wickets rather than trying to sort of hold one end, one end of the one end of the game while the spin bowlers is going. I've got two spin bowlers, so if it is turning, they'll go. They're both going to be on at the same time. If I need a spin, a seam option, I want something with impact, and that's the way I'd potentially look at it.
3: Pack your alarm clock, Harmy. We're back to the uh, three o'clock starts. It's
4: brilliant. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that, that Darren, Darren Goff's taxi driver turns up here at the right time and, <laughs> and on the right deer. Um, I, I have heard it's the same taxi driver from deer one of the first test match. So Goffey's alarm clock will have to go on Wednesday and not early Thursday <laughs> okay. morning. But hey, hang on to your hats because I, I hope England can come back strong. They've won three in this winter. Mm. If they make it four, it'll be a fantastic achievement if they can get something out of this series and draw 2-2.
3: You've been listening to The Create Collective on TalkSport 2 with me, Neil Manthorpe, and the former England fast bowler and double-ashes winner, Steve Armisen. If you've missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast from the following on feed, now available via the free TalkSport app. Don't forget, TalkSport 2 will be the place to hear live and exclusive ball-by-ball commentary of that fourth test between India and England from Ahmedabad. Our coverage begins at 3.45am this Thursday morning.
2: Thanks for listening.